The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Wow. What a way to welcome the fans to another Off Track. Another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Um, It's great, guys. Everything's great. I'm so... I I literally... I've been so busy lately. I hung up the phone and just screamed. Not because (laughs) I was mad. Just because I was overwhelmed. (laughs) Just too many people. Just a lot of people. Yeah. A lot, a lot of conversations these days. It's... Too few people, people, and just too many people. <laughs> I think it was probably more people, people. I don't think he answers the phone for a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, is everything okay now? Has, has your day calmed down there, bud? No. No. You know, we could have just skipped this, right? No, we can't. We have dedicated fans that tune in every week for some yeah. reason to listen to us. Thank you, Tim. Yes. Yeah, really, you don't to... care about your fans. <laughs> Yeah, also, but you guys, we record this and then you're done. I'm not. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but you have nothing else to do. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. My eight-year-old was talking <laughs> in the background. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> well played, Tim. One time. It you got the kid be. one time and all of a sudden. You're like, yeah, some expert on kids. <laughs> uh, it should be noted that we are f- recording this a little later than normal in the week, which does put Tim up against the clock a little bit on getting the editing done to get it out on time. So he has explicitly asked us for as few reasons to edit as possible, which would include things like stories that we have to cut or swearing too much. I mean, so- again, it's fine. Alex is the only one with sponsors now. So, <laughs> like, James, I don't know how secure your position is with NBC. Yeah, like, I feel like James I'm is not under. Lose any work after, I feel like network this. television comes with its own set of yeah, restrictions. Cool. Yeah. So it's not on me. If I'm up against the wall and miss something that I shouldn't have, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like- well, yeah, except you'll have no friends. <laughs> that's that's true uh, you'll have basically just you two and, and marco i was gonna say you'll have two fewer which is a significant dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it would be a 66 percent reduction <laughs> <laughs> you know you know how we've talked about how like alex and i both have like candy bars basically in the basement mm-hmm. do you ever like when you have one of those candies where it's like multiple different colors and flavors of stuff and you go in and you get like a handful yeah, you I mean, have to separate them by color first. Right. Yeah. right. Well, you, well, I, I separate them by like the flavors I like and the flavors I don't, right? Yeah. You're like inevitably, you're going to have to just cop some of the yellows and the oranges and all those gross flavors that nobody cares about. Dude, yellow's bomb. 
I, see, I, I go the I was, other way. I start off with the ones I don't like so I can finish on a high note. See, I get, I used to do that when I was a kid, but then I realized that it just encouraged me to eat more bad food because then I'm like going all the way to the finish where if I start with the good ones, then I'll get to the bad ones and be like, you know what? I'm, I don't enjoy these enough to now justify putting more sugar <laughs> into my body. So I mean, I'm at a, I'm in a post Halloween house with a kid, so I'm good. First of all, you did nothing for those. Okay. <laughs> you do not, parents should not be allowed to eat their kids Halloween candy. It's all we got, man. But I, yeah, that's fair. But I went, so like I went, when I was coming here to sit down, I went and I got a little handful of sweet tarts. I have sweet tarts. Mm. And I, I think like six came out and they were all banging flavors. I didn't have a single bad one. And I'm just thinking, man, it's what a nice to, it's surprise. Hard, it's hard to find bad sweet tart flavors because they're all trash. Oh my God. <laughs> that's not where I was expecting that's not where I was, Don't you have boxes of sweet tarts in your basement? You James, do. Have, James, have you met me? Yes. Okay. Do you know the rate at which I consume food? Like phenomenally. It's it's <laughs> very <laughs> impressive. You know how long those sweet tarts have been in my house? <laughs> that is a shockingly good point. They only yeah, go never down really when I'm there. I thought about it like that. <laughs> like, I just assumed you got a pallet of sweet tarts weekly. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I thought you were like a subscription on Amazon. They just show up by the crate. Like I eat those. I force myself to eat those. I thought, because I could have sworn I've seen you eat them at my house before. And yeah. I don't feel bad about grabbing a box pretty much every time I'm there now. Dude, that's so nice of you. Like, <laughs> like, I do. walk in, hi, Alex, go down, grab one of those, come back up to the kitchen, and then ask what there is to drink. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> that's your pre-martini like, <laughs> food of choice. Some people are like crackers, cheese, charcuterie. Tim's sweet tarts. Yeah. yeah. Sweet tarts and it. dirty vodka martinis. Yeah. Yeah. Are you right now, buddy. Are you a vodka martini guy or are I you like, a martini guy? Are you asking me or Alex? I'm asking you. I like both. I think I prefer the flavor of a gin martini, but I feel like I have a significantly worse hangover after gin martinis than vodka martinis. Did you know that a martini is gin? Already covered this. Yeah, I thought so. When did we cover this? Oh, no, I think I think we learned it. Didn't we learn it? Learned it. Learned. Didn't we learn it? Oh my god! It's Man, been a long you've been day. in Indiana for a while. You're right. I just drove <laughs> back from Canada. It's amazing that you have like an international broadcast job. <laughs> I learned it. <laughs> hey guys, come watch yeah, racing. I've, I'll, I'll learn you all right. about how Formula <laughs> One cars work. Tell you what. Yeah, they've never put an idiot on TV, so that's fine. <laughs> oh man, we arguably uh, do better. But no, yeah, did we learn it that mixologist thing on your birthday? And maybe Tim didn't. I don't think we talked about martinis. No, I we covered this on an episode. Tim just wasn't listening. Okay. Anyway, so but yeah, so martinis. We have to say vodka martini. Solid. I want a solid, uh, like, dirty martini. And if it's gonna be gin, I think I prefer something like Hendrix. But man, gin just gives me the worst hangovers. The so, so here's here's no, the it's thing. It's because you drink eight of them. Okay, but I also drink eight vodka martinis, and I feel <laughs> significantly better the next day. So if, we're if, we're dealing with comparable quantities. Here. If I'm gonna have a gin martini, it's got to be like up with a lemon, lemon twist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do I can't mix the the floral botanicalness of a gin with olive juice. Now like, I will yeah. say vodka vodka is so wretchedly horrible in the first place that right. like you kind of need just to drown it in something. Pour that pour pickle juice in there for like whatever you got to do just to get rid of the Tried vodka. It. It's great. Flavor. Well, yeah. the, the <laughs> you've tried a lot of different concoctions lately. I, the, the absolute best place 
I'm not even going to say in Indiana. I just think of anywhere to get a dirty martini is Harry and Izzy's or um, what's the other one? Saint what Elmo's. Yeah, Saint Elmo's is the best, and then Harry and Izzy's does it really good too. So Ma- Mastro's does. Like, I feel like any steakhouse does a strong, a strong yeah. dirty martini, right? But Mastro's brings you the whole shaker because their mm. their whole theory is there's nothing worse than a martini that gets warm, and that couldn't be truer. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. So, it's pure so they, alcohol, so you right, want it so cold. They, right. So they pour it, and then the rest is still chilled in the in the metal, and then your next fill up is like still warm, or still cold rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's I like that. That's a that's yeah. a classy move. It is classy. well played, team. Plus, you well get played. more. Uh, so, Alex, today part of the reason that we had to go a little bit later was you you had some vehicle trouble. Well, no, you weren't available until five o'clock that is true i was driving back from canada so yes we were we were mobile until five o'clock right and so but then at five o'clock i was kind of under the gun um because i had to get the oil changed in my airplane in your vehicle relatable relatable (laughs) so let's just go over like let's so far we've covered martinis at expensive steakhouses sweet tart dispensers and in-home sweet tart dispensers because you didn't have a box you got that thing where you turn the dial and they they drop in your hand yeah because james is 2f1 for boxes and now we're talking about changing oil in private planes just wanted to just most relatable podcast ever yeah wait why are you here i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm just here to point out when you guys are being jerks (laughs) no but it's it's actually really interesting it's it is kind of the equivalent of like just go into Jiffy Loop. You you fly your airplane to wherever, wherever. You land, you get out, you sit in the little lobby, and you type away on your just, computer or your phone or whatever, and then someone comes with like a, a kind of an oily, greasy piece of paper, and they're like, <laughs> sign here, and I'm you're good to go. The prices and are you, different. <laughs> I'm just going out on a limb the here. The Jiffy Loop, probably. <laughs> yeah. But okay, also, so... You'd be, you'd be surprised, because again, it's 10 quarts. Like, right. we're not talking like... Yeah, it's to, not a, to change it's the not oil a, on my bus is way more expensive than me. Right, it's not a thirty five hundred dollar oil change. No, yeah, you're God. right. No, put um, it in relatable terms, like for yeah. your coach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that thing holds like eight gallons or something of oil. So, okay, I have a couple questions about getting the oil changed on your transportation vehicle of choice. I think my uh, boat's more expensive than the plane. Actually, I'll stop I mean, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so question number one. You obviously park your plane at an airport in a hangar and they yep. have like, why can they not just do it at your local garage, so to speak, yeah, to put it in question. car terms? Um, they can. It's just when it, it's like anything, you, you find your dealership, right? That you prefer and the people that look at the plane for all the other stuff. So it's kind of the same eyes and same hands on it. And this place is only like a 15 minute flight. So it's not like crazy inconvenient. Just around the um, corner. Yeah, right. So you you get to have the, the continuity of like they if they notice anything change, right? Whereas someone else might not think that that's abnormal, right? Because they've never seen the plane. It's kind of just like that. Um, okay. Not that they couldn't they they don't do a great job at, at the home airport. They've had to work on some kind of emergency type things for us. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just our service center, if you will. And like, how does it, how does it take a comparable amount of time from a car oil change, or is it like massively more complex, and so it takes longer? No, the the, the hardest part is just getting all of like the 
the cowling and bodywork off of right the engine, right? Right. Um, it's not something where you're just pulling a drain plug underneath a car um, and letting it drain out. Like it's just a little bit more involved than that. But Labor once you intensive. get the once you get the bodywork off, it's a couple it's drain an, plugs. It's just an engine, yeah. Change an oil filter, and there you go. Um, like like sometimes you have like the shady car places where they they like make up other things you got to do does that ever happen with planes or i, I feel like he said <laughs> he said everything already go wrong with you it have you had to replace it left. Yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly <laughs> potentially but have like seats inverted i think they honestly feel a little bad for us at the rate that we've spent money there lately <laughs> that they're like probably good we'll probably cut them a break you get a, you get a punch <laughs> card <laughs> yeah so like are you at the point now where you you guys are worried you may have bought a lemon like, no. Are you mad at the guy that sold you the plane for not disclosing some of the issues or that it seems very convenient that it's had, I mean, it's not like everything's gone wrong. You've had a, a, definitely a couple things. Yeah. Um, here's, here's what I think happened. And am I mad at the guy? No, I'm more mad at, at the person that, that you pay a substantial amount of money to like inspect it before you buy it. Right. Right. Because the guy, I feel like what happened was based on kind of the main, you have to take very detailed logs, obviously, of anything you touch on a plane. If you change a sticker, you have to make a log about it, right? Um, so I feel like he was chasing a small issue and couldn't really find it and then decided to sell it. But I also do know that he bought the plane with the same purpose that that me and my partner bought the plane in the sense that it was to get time in, in this type of aircraft to buy a a bigger plane, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So he did then immediately go buy a bigger plane. Right. So I don't think it was all because he did fly it a lot. And then we looked at all the track logs and everything. And that thing, that thing was in the air a lot. So I don't know that he fully knew that there was an issue, but it probably started popping up with these kind of anomalies. And, you know, it was 10 years old. So he was probably like, okay, it's time for me to move on anyways. And that's fine. Right. Like I, I've done that with road cars. Right. Um, and so, what ended up being the issue was something that I don't think anyone would have would have known because it was a part that was replaced that only had a hundred hours on it and the life of it's a thousand hours. So it was literally the last thing that you we would checked. have cho- Yeah, you would have changed because you would have assumed. And fine. that that ended up being being the thing. So it's it's all good now. It was a learning experience. And um it, it's probably naive to think that you can buy anything. Like with my house was the same thing. Like I bought a new yeah. house and that was a show. Yeah. To fix all the problems that weren't disclosed, type thing. So, wait, did you know that I saw a picture of Chase Elliott flying a plane? Oh yeah, does he big, fly? Big fly guy. Big fly guy also. Big fly guy. Um, he's he's a ballsy son of a. How so? Um, because he like Mimi, like me, he flies a single. In, he might be on a twin now, but he spent most of his years flying a single engine plane. Right. To every cup race. Really? And like after a race, get in the thing by himself, fly back to Georgia. Didn't matter where he was coming from. And he was telling me stories. It'd be like 2 a.m. And him and the ATC would just have a conversation because it was like there's literally no one else in the sky. <laughs> so he just they just chat because they were and bored, trying right? to stay awake. Yeah. Right. But like to do that after a cup race. Um, yeah, man. I mean, but he's I mean, he's a great pilot. He, he has a deal with Garmin Aviation and, and his dad was a pilot. Um, okay. They have they have a bunch of airplanes and um yeah, he just he loves it and it's very efficient and convenient for him. Yeah. Dude, so hang on. <laughs> I need to take a half step back. 
So there's like a guy you pay to inspect the plane before you mm -hmm. buy it, like a home inspector, same sort yep. of thing, right? Thing. Yep. Now, I would assume that part of inspecting the plane involves flying it to yep. make sure that it works. Yep. So if you're an, inspe an inspector, you're also a pilot. Well, no. Or does the inspector go up with a pilot and the pilot says, or does he, no. he, tell, he hires a pilot and says, go do an inspection flight for me and tell me what's wrong? Correct. Okay. So that guy then. No, there's a guy because, who's no because we we flew it with said inspector pilot. So and there you was no were in issue. the plane for the no yeah. no no yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about your specific oh. thing I'm just saying that yeah. there's a guy who's or girl whose job is to take a plane that somebody's selling. They know nothing about the person and nothing about the plane, and they just need to go fly it and tell you what's wrong. Yeah, now that like is one step away from a test pilot. Yeah. But that 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 like they only do that after the inspector's gone through it, right? It's had the plane's had its compression tests, it's been bore scoped, it's everything's been looked at, right? And the plane the plane flew there. Yeah. So like Yeah, I guess. It still just seems like it's no, that point zero zero one percent more risk than necessary. <laughs> yeah. I mean hundred percent. And I've heard Someone's stories. Do it. I've heard stories about um, there was a, a particular airplane that was having like kind of this batch of engines were having problems. And so there was a delay in getting the batch sorted and, and everything. And so the mechanic was like, yeah, well, I kind of did this band-aid and I think it should be all right. I think it should be all and right. Gave it That's back comforting. To, gave it back yeah. to the owner. <laughs> and the owner was like, nay, nay. You go fly. <laughs> I ain't getting in that thing. You go fly and tell me it's okay and then we're good to go. But I am not just taking your word for it that it's all right. And so sure enough, they had to find someone that would fly it and blah, blah, blah. And they flew it and it was fine. And on you go. But it, it, pilots, is, man. it is such a, in some senses, unbelievably overregulated, but like for the best reasons. Yeah. So like yes. mm -hmm. you, have, you have to have confidence and trust in the system. Because there are so many checks and balances that have to exist. And these guys that are working on these airplanes are like, they're pretty badass. Yeah. Like they're, they're good at what they do. So knock on wood, I think most of the time that there's these issues, it's a owner lack of maintenance. It's owner lack of taking the shop's word for it because they don't want to fork out the money. And then owner kind of ignoring signs. Like it's it's very rare that there's just this catastrophic event, right? The planes have like a check engine light come on when it's time to change the oil. No. Because <laughs> like if they're flying, you see a check engine light. I would well, want to land immediately. But then again, yeah, but like, like if you have all those detailed logs, right? You know exactly when you need to check like check it. So yeah. that's part of why you're saying if you take a sticker off, you have to have a log. Yeah. Right. So it's it's very easy to understand where you're at. You change the oil well before like manufacturer recommended. Right. These things are massive engines that only make like 350 to 450 horsepower. They're only at 2800 RPMs. They're not working that hard, right? They're 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 built to be inefficient because they're reliable. Right. This has been brought to you by Off Ground with Hinch and Rossi, mm -hmm. our new plane podcast. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Vital Proteins knows that we ask a lot of our body. Like when we ask it to bend over backward to unfold the stroller, balance a full arm load of groceries, and wrestle your one-year-old out of the car seat. All while maintaining your good hair day. Support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health by taking Vital Proteins Collagen Peptides. Vital Proteins. For everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. <laughs> Has there been any racing we could talk about? I honestly don't know. I've been... I mean, well, yes, the NASCAR championship. Joey uh, Logano, my guy. Dude, it's funny. I, I was with you on that pick. And I, I wanted... I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted Chase to win. I just know him better. Yeah. I, he's, you know, yeah. I like him, so I want him to win. But I had, I had a weird feel. Yeah. I had a weird feeling about Joey. And, uh, and you put your money where your mouth was, is, even though you don't sports bet. And it worked out pretty Dude, well. Racing is not a sport. Just, yeah, just ask the most people. <laughs> just everybody who, who comments on our, our Twitter posts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild man. Uh, quick, quickly, just have to say, you know, condolences obviously to the Gibbs family for that tragic event. Just yeah, absolutely that was really sad. Just crazy, man. Um, feel so bad for that whole family, that whole organization after what was a great night in a lot of ways, and then just turned into the worst possible morning. I can't even imagine. Um, so obviously thinking about those guys and uh and hope everyone's hanging in there. But uh, but yeah, man, did you watch any of the cup race, Alex? I did not, no. Even though you had a not insubstantial not insignificant <laughs> bet on it. You didn't actually watch it. No. Isn't that your whole excuse for sports betting is that it like gets you into the games that you're not really that into. And so you're more likely to watch. And that's how uninterested I am in cup, <laughs> especially on a short track. No, I, I, I love certain races. Usually I would watch it. I was busy. I wasn't going to change my schedule to watch it. Um, right. Yeah. No, that's fair. I heard he just ran away with it, which is great. Yeah, I think he led like two-thirds of the race. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it was a profitable weekend for you. I uh, I was up in Canada for about a week. I went up for my brother's birthday, and we did a little joint birthday celebration with brother, sister, and myself because we all have birthdays within a month. It was nice to see family. And uh, my... My um, my niece, she's like two and a half, and she's got this new thing now, right? Which is hilarious. Where yeah. she'll do something that she shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. and start laughing about it, yeah. and you'll say, "Kaylee, that's not funny." And then she looks at you, and she's just like the most adorable kid in the world. She goes, "It's a bit funny." 
<laughs> we're like, where did this kid learn that? It's a bit funny. And they're like, yeah, no, that is. So now we hit. No, and then we're no, all laughing and she's just justified in doing whatever she wants. It's terrible. But like, that is funny. That it, is, was, yeah, it then yeah. makes it a bit funny. <laughs> Like, yeah, she has she has incredible comedic chops for a two and a half. <laughs> so she's taken after the the Hinchcliffe side of her family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna get Becky's agent to represent her, and she's going straight to Hollywood. <laughs> so Tim, can you start writing some movies for two and a half year olds? That'd be great. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, um, okay. So well, that, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, um, did you while you were there do any sort of bourbon? exploring or hunting well so you know all liquor in ontario is controlled by the government right as, mm-hmm. as you know so it's all sold in the lcbos and weller season uh has just passed right but i jumped on weller so i think the evolution of how weller is distributed in ontario was directly affected by my disgusting strategies of i sending, think so too sending out every person i know in ontario to buy every store out of weller bourbon so now it's only available online and it's one per order. So I did put in my order for one special reserve, one 107. They had Blanton's, so I got a Blanton's. And that was shipped to my mom's house, which I did pick up when I got there. But that was sort of the extent of my uh, my bourbon hunting on that particular particular stop. So not unsuccessful. And it should bring home a couple bottles, which is always nice. Left a couple up there, which is also good. Um yeah, but I did. I went to a concert. I haven't been to a concert in a while. Who'd Actually, you no, that's not true. Uh, you and I went and saw Machine Gun Kelly in the summer. But uh, so Simple Dang. Plan. Do you oh, remember the band yeah. Simple Plan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard <laughs> so about them my, in a while. Dude, my manager, Don, uh, like, like, no, like, no, like, basically, I don't want to say discovered them, but he booked them for their first ever US gig for $210 at some bar, I think, in like upstate New York or something. And so he's just kept in touch with them over the years. <clears throat> he was in Toronto for some other work stuff. And so we went and, and saw the show and got to meet the guys. It was awesome. They're super, super nice dudes. Um, you know, they're all from Montreal. They've been doing it forever. And, you know, because he knows them so well, he's like, Don's been trying to get me to go to a show for years, like we've been trying to make, make it happen. And for some reason, something always came up. So we were both in Toronto at the same time that they were there, just meant to be. So we went and uh, had an absolute blast, just like reliving all my teenage angst, you know? <clears throat> it was uh, it was pretty fun. I remember I like, liking Simple Plan, but I don't think I could tell you a single song that they did. Oh, you dude, would know if you heard them. Like, did, you, did they do that song like um, Jet Lag or whatever? Jet Lag was theirs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Just a Kid. Yeah, perfect. Welcome, um, welcome, welcome okay. to my yep. no, life. I know all those. Yeah, yeah, they're just great. They're, they're bangers, man, and they yep. and they still slap. Like they're still killing it. And they just they did like a five week tour in Europe, and then a four week tour in America. And now they're doing a five week tour across Canada. Like they're still just just killing it. It's great. They're going to come to Long Beach next year. Two of them live like in the L.A. area. Oh, sick. Um, yeah, Chuck the drummer actually came out last year. Uh, but they're, we're gonna get we're gonna get the other guys out hopefully as well. Come get check out an IndyCar race. To off track, or yeah, we could we can most definitely do that. <laughs> It'd be great to have them on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Nice to finally do that and get. Uh, oh. Man, just man. Then 
course, you get in the car afterwards and you're just like blasting all the songs oh, for like yeah. the next two days. Yeah. Hell yeah. We I'm still <laughs> blast Machine Gun Kelly from August. <laughs> so, not that wait till I, Shania. Wait till you go see the Shania concert. That's going to oh, be. Is she coming into Indy? believe when we're in Toronto, which I'm considering just. Hmm. Sorry, she's going to be in Indy when we're in Toronto. Yeah. For the race. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What night? Because we, we, we've got a plane, we've got, got a it. plane. We do. Well, to make sure the oil is new, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we just finished talking about how the plane's that. a lemon, but yeah, sure. It's not a lemon. It was. I will risk it for Shania. I will risk it. I'm flying that thing to PA tomorrow. There you I go. thought you're flying Friday. Hope we get there. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you going tomorrow or Friday? <laughs> tomorrow now. Um, I was talking to Marco, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll pick you up. Uh, just tell me your flight." And I sent him the, the tail number. He was like, oh, you're playing. And I was like, yeah, man. He was like, okay. He was like, welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll no, see you like, tomorrow night then. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know where you're going to sleep, but that's not my problem. He's got that extra room in the basement now. It's fine. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i very sorry I'm missing this. I have to... Uh, actually, I don't even want to say why I can't, but you guys are just going to... Yeah, no, we'll get it F- out of you. Yeah. Make oh, F1, make F1 <laughs> jokes. <laughs> So, big, big time Brazil guy. No, Brazil. No, yeah. Mm, it's actually more having. Uh, I got to leave for Abu Dhabi. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the stuff going on in Argentina? Because I, I haven't seen much about it, but I saw on social media there's like Indy cars driving around down there. There sure is. So uh, Ricardo Hunkos, who owns Hunkos Hollander Racing, he is from Argentina and is trying hard to get. A race there and you know what they did a demonstration with you know like look like, i don't know i don't want to sound like there's i don't want to sound like a jerk here but like it, it's not like a world-class racing facility they did this at mm-hmm. right like and, a, and with a relatively small team and small unknown driver right, right? and it was it was packed like it was 40, like thousand it was a said. really good turnout so yeah. there was clearly a uh big interest Big interest, and I mean, we've talked about this before. I really think we need to start getting international races on the calendar because the appetite is there. Like people all over the world love IndyCar racing, and we need to bring it to them. Yeah, James, you're absolutely right, and I think I think it's again another area where we got to get aggressive. You know, there's been there's been interest from the Middle East. There's obviously a huge amount of interest in Mexico. Um, unbelievable, huge. dude. What kind what of Hado the reception that he got. Exactly. From being like, to keep in mind, they have a Mexican racing driver that drives for Red Bull. Correct. And still, Pato, who was not even driving an FP1, was just kind of there. Yes. He couldn't go anywhere. Could not go anywhere. So I think that's an amazing sign that like, A, there's room for both of us, and B, people would would just flock to it, right? So Argentina, we know that there's interest in Dubai. We know Mexico is a, is a, Easy sell. Like, there's three races right there. Man. And and there are races in Europe. We could probably get back to Australia. We could probably get back to Japan. Like, we have established relationships already with a bunch of these places. Well, you, you, we could have a whole winter news? season, 100%. a whole winter series just out of the country. I mean, our off season is long enough, and we're not competing against the NFL in Prague. So, um yeah, I think there's definitely big, definitely big an, an idea for Prague, it. Actually, <laughs> seriously. But, but on top of that, did you see the news today, James, about Cup? 
I I did. I just very recently saw the news today about Cup, which is very topical for this conversation. So Cup put out a statement saying that like having a Cup race outside of the U.S. is not an if but a win. So like they clearly see the demand. They and see the again, value, or they're listening again, well, to us live. Maybe they right. are just hacked into our. <laughs> but like even well, NFL does it. The NFL right. goes to England. No, hundred percent. Right? And and again, um, it's it's a good sign there's an appetite for motorsports. That's what we keep coming back to. Like people want to see it. People are interested. And dude, I think there's a huge, I, I think I completely agree that like we'd be able to do a race in Mexico and have it be very successful. There's a, there's a history of IndyCar there. We have a Mexican driver who's driving for a top team competing for championships. Uh, I've, I've been to IndyCar races there. Like when, when car used to go, they were huge, man. They were massive. And having just one race there was also enough to bring in season-long sponsors for Mexico. I mean, like, it's it, it just, it makes so much sense. But so even in a place that does have Formula One, that one in particular, I think there's there's examples where both can survive and both can have a great, you know, turnout. But then think of all the places, especially with the, the global popularity of F1 exploding. We know we talked about that a lot. But there's going to be places they can't get an F1 race. And not to say that, like, I've got no shame in being like, yeah, well, hey, you can have us for probably a lot less, for not probably, yeah, definitely not, a lot less money. We're not going to charge you 30 mil to come. And the, the, like I say, the appetite for motorsports is growing globally. I, we said this from the beginning. Driver survive, the explosion of F1, it's good for everyone. Rising tides lift all ships. I do think that that helps bring more attention to other racing series. And the fact that Cup, the most American, U.S.-centric racing series ever, short of like Thursday night thunder short tracks in the Midwest are thinking like, yeah, we need to get outside the States because the appetites there for, for motorsports of, of all kinds. So yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really interested to hear what, what Tim has to say about it. Um, I'm all for IndyCar getting out of the country. I think it would definitely help. And like you were like, like we just saw in Argentina, it could be the big draw there. Um, but, I wonder how willing the teams are going to be to put up the expenses of getting all the cars there. No, nope, the they get excited. paid. Yep. They get paid. Did you guys just say that? Cause I was, I was talking to Hazel about cheese. No, okay. but that's, but that's, that's how these deals work. The, the promoter fee covers travel for all freight for all teams. And, and, and often it's an amount that actually affords the teams a little bit of cash as well. Then yeah, so let's all go back to Japan. Are covered, let's let's do everything. And you could maybe make a little bit of money. You could make a race worth of expenses back on top of that. Yeah. So um yeah, no, it's uh it's it's a great uh it's a great thing. We've done it in the past, and I think we should definitely look to it in the future. Plus, we can get more stories about like Dan getting hazed in Japan. PJ Chessing Chesson passing out in Japan. Like, you know, they were my favorite. My favorite was still when Dario and, and Brian and ring TK, the bell. No, well, no, Cut that like again, that's not Japan. Uh, that was a great story. But no, when so so Dan Weldon would always like he was a shoe guy, right? He had like he had a shoe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he brought six pairs of shoes and he was OCD, like he was Alex level OCD, neat and tidy and stuff. And so he had all his shoes laid out at the end of his bed, like the laces, you know, nicely sort of positioned just so. And they got a, a key to his hotel and they took every left shoe from all six pairs and FedEx them back to the States. We should have, uh, cause I, we've talked about these pranks before, right? For sure. 
I was saying we we talked about with TK. We should have like Cottrell or somebody on who is also there for a lot of them and go into some of the because Dan, there were a lot of Dan pranks that are still legendary. Yeah, he was either involved in or oh yeah. And then I think the second part of that story, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell his part, but they also then <laughs> they turned they turned his heat up in the room yeah. to like full maximum, <laughs> and they all took a dump in his toilet and didn't flush it. <laughs> Like, why does why did three guys have to take it up? Why can't just the one guy do it? It's gonna be bad. Why do we have to like who's the third guy? I want to know who went third in that. I feel like because it had to be PJ. No, PJ wasn't there for that one. Yeah. I think it was TK. I think TK went third. Can we tell this story? Do it. Can I keep this in? <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's go for it. The fans deserve to know. I think the statute of limitations is up I, on that one. So I honestly good. think we may have told that story on this show before. When we had guys, we there's probably a play. lot of things that we regurgitate, and we apologize. We do this show every week, and we've done it for several dozens of weeks, um, almost hundreds of. Weeks and surprisingly, now. we haven't gotten really many complaints. No, it's going back through our uh, now we will because you just said that. But I was going through our like ratings on Apple today because I check them every couple months just seeing. It was like no, all so far positive. The last negative one was like love the podcast. Durham's laugh is atrocious. Yeah, I've seen that several times. Yeah, I've seen that on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So I should stop posting that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I think you should just keep driving the point home. It, It hurts every time. Uh, <laughs> not enough because you still do it so i can't help it that i'm hilarious and i'm the only one that realizes it yeah well, guys <sighs> this has been fun it's been something <laughs> now we're just talking about nothing relevant so planes trains and automobiles yeah, uh, alex owns all three so yes <laughs> i'm not a train yet <laughs> yeah, i am yet. that's next off season yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Could you imagine? He's basically have running a out of locomotive with coal, <laughs> just sitting there shoveling Wait, that coal. Oh man, that'd be you so got that sick. arrow money now. Get get yourself dude, a locomotive, <laughs> dude. Bipolar Express out of that thing, dude. No, I'm, I'm you, going, running up on the roof. I'm going bullet train. You're going the wrong way. No, I'm going technology. I'm, I'm going if full you're not speed. shoveling the coal in there, you're not really no. doing it. Yeah, it well, you're not going to do anything. You're just going <laughs> to sit in a drink cart. Car, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm awesome. the last person here to take a train when I took it to Portland. You know what? I really do want to do like a proper train trip. Oh, like I, nice- took, I took the the 29 hour trip from LA to Portland. It was awesome. I got like a a small sleeper car. <laughs> I brought a bottle of wine and a bottle of whiskey, and yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, that got you through the first two hours. What'd yeah. you do for the rest of the Well, show? there was a bar cart. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they have like some crazy ones through Africa that I want to try, or like through the Swiss Alps or something, like two, three nights. Oh, man, that'd be so much fun. Let's do that. Let's yeah. do a trip on a train. It will be on and, off track, on track. Right. And then we can do a show from the bar cart. <laughs> So, guys, we're going to start a GoFundMe account uh, to send the three of us on a train trip. If you want to contribute, that would be awesome. We promise to make it worth your while. I, if James. we're going to start a GoFundMe for you guys, I might need to go back and delete the first 15 minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> James, I, I had dinner with someone last night. And hypothetically speaking, <clears throat> would you just go with your gut on this? Would you be in or out on climbing Kilimanjaro? Probably out. All right, that's fine. Anyways, I'm probably going to do it. 
Yeah, I. It's funny. I've got a. I've got a really good friend that's done it, and I. I mean, there was a time in my life where I wanted to do Everest. I was like, I was in. I was hard in on doing Everest. But then I grew up, and I don't feel like doing that as much anymore. Um, I'm glad you didn't feel like you had to ask me. Well, <laughs> dude, but dude, like Everest, Kilimanjaro is not Everest. Kilimanjaro no, is like a hike. Right, and that's that's why I kind of hesitated. I, I'd have to look into it, potentially. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I, I, there was a time when I really did want to do Everest. And well, but, I have no interest in doing Everest. Yeah, um, I don't want to do that now. Kil- Kilimanjaro, I think, is cool because, like, they guarantee you're going to get there. They guarantee you're going to be safe. Um, like, how long does it take? Thing. Like the whole like you don't have to you do like a week at base camp, but then a week like, I don't know how tall it is. Like, it's, it's only nineteen thousand feet. So like, as each kind of stage, you every night you're kind of it's a built-in stop at a higher right. altitude, right? Um, it's not like any day you're climbing 7,000 feet of vertical, right? You kind of chip away at it. Um, so with travel, so like with travel with kind of a prep day before you start and then a recovery day before you fly home, um, it's 12 days. Yeah. So it's just not, looked okay. up, it says it takes five to nine days to, to climb. Yeah. <clears throat> so I feel like you can bust it out. Like I, the record is 24 hours and 40 minutes and they were trying to do it in under 24. Obviously that's not of interest, but like, what you can do is, depending on the amenities that you want, you kind of tick boxes on the tour, and it's like chef, like farm chef? to table. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting like more farm in, to table actually. meals. Like, I bet you could do wine pairings. Like, you can make it like kind of a, <laughs> like a, like, a, like almost a luxury little adventure hike. Okay, or, you're starting to get me. Starting to get me in. No, no, but like I would want to do it the other way. Like I would want someone oh, to carry the the tents. And like the equipment, I would want to carry my stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would want them to help set it up because I don't know how to, no idea. Right. But like, I wouldn't want anyone to cook for me. Like, I don't want the canned food that you have to like heat up on the fire. Like, I'd want yeah, that yeah. kind of experience. And I'd yeah, want yeah. to try and get it done in the, like the, the shorter window of time, like that five days or whatever. Because I want it to be something that's like, you're kind of stressed. Yeah, and it was working yeah, yeah. hard for it. I don't want you're it to be just, oh, we're going to walk three hours a day and then just right. kind of hit, chill, and look at nature. Like, yeah, right. You know, you don't want to go back to the tent, watch Netflix, downloaded shows for six hours. Right. You got to be up against it a little bit. Yeah, I could, I could, I could mess with that. What's the, uh, what, do you know when the, like, the window is? Is there like a good season for January? January. Oh, that's oddly appropriate. Yeah. Well, January to like, they do October to January or, may to like july but that's, that's a little the, harder like, that's the wet one i don't want to do like, that. i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do that anyway. snow than wet <clears throat> right all right yeah i'm in sign me up right like, yeah i'll talk to my buddy he's done it we'll get some it's tips. Just a hike i would yeah i would love to do that i would love yeah. to do that if it's yeah. if it's just that and less climbing climbing yeah like in <clears throat> and they there's no there's no ice picks there's no strap it on shoes there's no like crimping walls like you're just you're just walking around you're just you're just, you're just hiking it's like yeah. a it's an a, yeah it's a big it's hike. an extreme hike yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah i would do that out. yeah i, would no, I figured yeah yeah just send the well, chef over to my place <laughs> all right so then we're also gonna have a gofundme account for the kilimanjaro trip uh <laughs> so. alex you're really gonna need to win another 500 so we can do all this stuff <laughs> yeah tim you're right <laughs> just one of 500 anyway yeah i'll work all on right. it on that I'm note, motivated. Oh wait, hold on. So last thing, you're you've been to your new shop. 
you've sat in your new race car. Yes. How is how is life at McLaren now that you're legally part of it? Good. Uh, busy. I had. I like first... how we waited to the last sixty seconds of the show to yeah. talk about Alex's race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was in the sim Friday. That was okay. that was cool. Um, kind of did some seat fit stuff today. Um, that it's different. It's amazing how a spec car, like just that the build and the application, like it's all different. So like that took a lot more massaging than I thought it would. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all moving along. So I'm trucking along nicely. Yeah, man. It was an article in racer that said how you guys have, uh, Todd Phillips joining your program from DCR, formerly of Newman Haas racing. I worked with, with Todd back then and director of the Joker. Um, different Todd Lewis. Oh, I think no, Todd, Todd Phillips. Lewis. Sorry. Todd Phillips. Sorry. Todd Lewis is another guy. Different Todd Phillips. Uh, but yes, no. So good. I'm glad here it's going well. Tune in next week for more on that whole program. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though I have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. The music you heard on this episode is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. You can find him online at hollandpattonpubliclibrary.com. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Vital Proteins knows that we ask a lot of our body. Like when we ask it to bend over backward to unfold the stroller, balance a full armload of groceries, and wrestle your one-year-old out of the car seat. All while maintaining your good hair day. Support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health by taking Vital Proteins Collagen Peptides. Vital Proteins. For everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.